your body is so unique that it needs very personalized care to make sure that your personal systems are being addressed and, and improved and optimized, right? It's the reason why uh, two people can do keto and one of them gets thin and, and fit and the other one gains weight. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey babe, I get what it's like to have brain fog, fatigue, excess weight, and maybe even chalk it all up to, I'm just getting a little older. That doesn't have to be your story. And if you've tried everything and nothing seems to work or you get a little better and then it doesn't last, I've got something for you. If you're ready to have sustainable progress in your wellness, be it excess weight, fatigue, body pain, brain fog, losing your memory or just aging a little faster than you want to this isn't an in another diet you're not going to find your success in another diet it actually starts with knowing exactly what your personal body needs and making a plan from there so every body is different if i have two people that come in with the same exact symptoms i'm not going to treat them the same because they're going to respond differently to care And as many of you know, it can be really expensive to work with a functional health practitioner. That's why I've created the Uplevel Your Health VIP program. This program has been created to accommodate those who want health and well-being but don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for it. This is a group coaching program where you'll be have opportunities to work with me personally, ask me questions. I'm going to give you feedback. We're going to look at your personal body's needs and we're going to create a plan together. And in the group, you'll be held accountable and have journaling prompts and recommendations for nutrition and and so many different things because it's so important to address all of your parts. You're not going to change your physical experience, your pain, your bloating, your gas, your indigestion, your fatigue. You're not going to just change that by changing your diet or by taking another supplement. You've got to address the energetic, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, yes, and the physical. But by addressing all your parts, you can actually have the greatest level of success and sustainability as you create wellness for yourself throughout your ages. All right. So I'm really excited about this program. It is a 12 week program, but you are welcome to come in now. The link is in the show notes. If you have questions, you're also, um, please just reach out and let us know and we'll answer your questions for you. Okay. Love you. Hey beauty. How are you? I'm personally sitting here looking out this window at this gorgeous view of just having 12 inches of spring snow land last night. The sun is shining, the air is crisp and fresh, and I am really excited about this conversation that we're going to have today. You know, we're going to talk about a couple of things. One, we're going to talk about root cause resolution and what does that mean, regardless of your diagnosis, because I think people are confused about that. But number two, I want to give you a, a three things, the three things you can do right now to eliminate 
fatigue, okay? Now, I will tell you this this show is going to be full of information. Some of it you've heard, some of it maybe you haven't, but I want you to take notes because you're going to want to take it all in. And 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 I want you to not get overwhelmed by all the information. And so by the end, and I'll remind you of this at the end, I want you to just pick a few things that we talk about today to start implementing into your life. Because, you know, that's how I do it with my patients. The people I work with, I don't give them everything to change all at once because you can't, you can't expect to have success overnight, right? You just can't. And we're trained in our society that take a pill and make it better um, in its quick resolution. But the truth of it is that's not the reality we live in anymore. So, um, you know, give yourself some space, give yourself some compassion, give yourself some uh, freedom to make a choice for yourself, to make a choice for your health, to make a choice for your well-being and for your family and for your community, okay? So let's just jump right in. What I want you to realize is that your diagnosis is not your root cause. When I say root cause resolution, that just means that if you have a symptom or a diagnosis for that matter, let's just say indigestion, it's really, really, really important to figure out why you have the indigestion rather than just take an antacid or a Prilosec to suppress the symptom, okay? Now, here's why. <clears throat> if you have indigestion, there's a reason why, and your problem is not a lack of Prilosec, all right? And so if you're just taking the Prilosec and ignoring the symptom, then that one thing is going to lead to something else, so, and that's so many people that come to me are just in this place where all the, they feel like they're completely falling apart. And, and as in essence, they are because they haven't listened to their body. All right. So whenever you have a symptom, it is your body's attempt to red flag you, to give you a warning sign that's saying, Hey, Hey, pay attention to me. There's something going on here. That's not aligned with your greatest health. And so, you know, we Take a take a Tylenol to get rid of a headache. We take an antacid to get rid of indigestion. We take a modium to stop diarrhea. And we just suppress symptoms and suppress symptoms. And one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing. All your systems and all your parts are integrated as a whole and they work together. So whenever you ignore one part of your body, then other parts are going to start showing up and going, hey, by the way, listen to me, listen to me. Hey, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. But again, we will take the Tylenol and take the Imodium and suppress the symptom, hoping that it'll just go away. Now, um, I had someone ask me the other day, is irritable bowel syndrome the root cause? So the answer to that is no. Your diagnosis is not your root cause. If you have autoimmunity, that's not the root cause. There's a reason why you have autoimmunity. There's a reason why you have irritable bowel syndrome. There's a reason why you have migraine headaches. There's a reason why you have excess gas and bloating. So we, we just must ask the continue to ask the question, and why is that? And why is that? And why is that? All right? So if you have a diagnosis, doesn't matter what it is, just ask the deeper question of, well, why do I have that? And you might get to, oh, well, I have, I have uh, irritable bowel syndrome and migraine headaches because I have leaky gut. Maybe, you've, maybe you figure that out about yourself. And then you have to ask, well, why do I have that? And then we have to address the why, right? And this is how you resolve the root cause of your problems. All right. Here's another example, kind of along those lines. So, you're, if you have food sensitivities. 
the food sensitivity is not the root cause. The food sensitivity is not the real problem. There's a reason why you have the food sensitivity. So you have to ask, well, why do I have that? Okay. And so, you know, people with food sensitivities, they tend to eat around that food sensitivity and expect it to heal. I've had many, many patients that are like, well, I just don't eat gluten and I just don't eat corn or I just don't drink milk or I just don't eat cheese because those are the things that cause a a flare or the problem, be it whatever it is, right? Gas, bloating, indigestion, headaches, pain. And so they just avoid eating those things without asking the deeper question, well, why do I have that food sensitivity and is there a way to resolve it? And usually there is, all right? If you're eating, especially if you're eating a natural food, I've had a lot of people talking to me lately that said they just quit eating greens. They quit eating spinach and kale and chard and all the things, all the greens, because it causes them indigestion or it causes them gas and bloating or their digestion stops moving or they get constipated. And the the resolution to the problem isn't in stopping eating the food. The resolution is in the problem, the resolution of the problem is in treating the underlying root cause of why you have the food sensitivity in the first place. Now, will stopping eating the food help? Yeah, yeah, it will. You know, I've had a number of patients say, yeah, I just stopped eating pinto beans for a while, like for a few months, and, uh, and then now I can eat them as long as I eat them in moderation. So sometimes when we have a food sensitivity, that particular food can create uh, gut dysfunction, be it leaky gut, dysbiosis, whatever is going on in there. And so by taking it out, it allows the gut time to heal so that when they eat the food, it doesn't have that same type of response. Now, I have to say people usually need more support than just taking the food out because I've had too many people come to me and and basically have their diet so limited where they can only drink bone broth, eat specific vegetables, and eat a little tiny meat a few times a week, but nothing else. I actually had one person who was literally down to eating a few blueberries a day and lettuce. And that was it because all the other foods were creating sensitivities. Well, no, it wasn't that. It's there's an underlying root cause that's creating the food sensitivity. And when it's ignored, when you eat around the food sensitivity and ignore the, ignore the actual problem, then it's just going to grow. And so more foods become sensitive and then you take more foods out of your diet and then you are living this extremely limited life. All right. So just remember that the food is not the problem. The food is not the problem. There's an underlying root cause to all diagnoses and symptoms, and we must address the root cause so that those symptoms and those food intolerances and the autoimmunity markers and the joint pain and the headaches and the gas and the bloating and the fatigue can all resolve. So people come to me with fatigue, excess weight, migraines, joint pain, muscle pain, and so often they report to me that they have no GI issues. Like they poo every day, it's fully formed, they they don't have heartburn, like they feel like they're working in that area of their body. But here's the deal. I will often, even when somebody, depending on somebody's presentation, depending on somebody's presentation, I I, I really want my goal for everyone I work with is for them to feel some 
some level of better in a shortest period of time possible. And when they have a host of things like those things I just named off, often I find that actually treating the gut, regardless if they have they report gut issues or not, is is will find resolution in most, if not all, of those problems. The headaches go away, they begin losing weight, their gas and bloating is gone, they joint and muscle and pain goes away, they're sleeping deeper. And that's all by addressing the gut, even though they don't think they have a gut problem. Because you can have gut dysfunction without knowing it. And, th- and that's that's kind of the hard part, right? That's where it, it's actually helpful to have someone you're working with, like a functional health practitioner, a naturopath, uh, to, to really be able to look at all your systems from a larger perspective than just how you feel about your body, okay? So, you know, that's what we're trained to do. We're trained to see beyond the symptom, and to ask deeper questions that give us information about different systems in your body that need to be addressed. Because commonly, you know, when people come in, there it's not just one thing. It's not just their gut. It, there's, there's other systems that need to be addressed. So it's important to understand your personal body's needs, okay? So in the Up Level Your Health VIP group coaching program that I have, uh, we do something called a nutrition analysis graph. And that graph shows us how their organ systems are functioning based on their symptoms. And it's like 400 questions. And so most people don't realize that uh, uh, sneezing a lot or opening windows in closed rooms or yawning excessively, like those are symptoms and they point to different things in your body. So when you do something like a nutrition analysis graph, we can actually see what organ systems are out of balance and began to create a tailored approach for, for your personal body. Because, you know, two people can come into my office with exactly the same symptoms or the same diagnosis, and I'm not going to treat them the same because they're not going to respond the same. For instance, um, I have two men, I actually have three men that I'm working with on erectile dysfunction right now. Two of them, one of them, I'm going to talk about two of them. One of them came to me because he has prostate cancer and erectile dysfunction. Those were his two complaints. Otherwise, he's athletic. He's 62 years old. He is um, re- really takes care of himself. He's in good shape. He's, you know, eats a clean diet, like does really well. And um, what I learned from him was, what, what I learned by working with him, I should say, is that he, as he's getting older, he's losing his quote unquote mojo. And in the loss of his mojo, there was this really huge uh, mental mindset that came into play about his ability to perform as an older man. And so this shut down his first chakra, which is the base of the perineum, the base of the spine, the perineum, which is the energetic center that powers up the sex organs. So, um, you know, for him, erectile dysfunction was was based a lot of mindset, but also a lot of sugar. He tends and he leans into, even though he's really healthy and takes good care of himself, he leans into metabolic syndrome or um, uh, insulin resistance. And so his go-to when he gets into depressive states is sugar. So I got him off the sugar. Sugar, you know, diabetes causes um, the peripheral blood vessels to 
to kind of die off, if you will. They, they close down and, and that's why people with diabetes, they lose their toes, they lose their eyes. Um, you know, it's a pretty bad thing, but that's not, that wasn't his biggest thing. His biggest thing was the mental mindset around it plus treating the prostate. So we got him on a protocol that was doing all of that and then, you know, work together. And he's having, uh, he's now waking up three to four days a week with an erection. So that's really, really exciting, right? Especially for a man who was losing his mojo. Then I have another man who I'm working with his erectile dysfunction and he is full blown diabetic and has neuropathy in his legs, uh, takes Cialis um, a lot and uh, it's beginning to not work. And my suspicion, this is a newer patient, my suspicion is that because his vascular system is not is not healthy, is not well. So the, the direction that I'm going with him is reduce blood sugar, improve cardiovascular function. So, so two people, exactly the same symptoms, but they are, I'm treating them completely differently. Right. And so that's, that's the way it goes when you have your body is so unique that it needs very personalized care to make sure that your personal systems are being addressed and and improved and optimized, right? It's the reason why uh, two people can do keto and one of them gets thin and, and fit and the other one gains weight. Like I've seen that over and over and over again. So, um, so it's really, really important to understand your personal body's needs and to address them effectively that way. And in the Up Level Your Health VIP program, I actually tailor the uh, approach to a personalized approach in a group setting, that way the cost of working with a functional health practitioner comes way down for people because that's usually the limiting factor that I hear most of the time for people. It's like, oh, I can't afford thousands of dollars a month. So that's why I've developed this program. So um, so let's move into uh, improving fatigue. So number one, as we've already discussed, is supporting your gut health, okay? And if I'm, I'm going to just encapsulate that into two things. Number, uh, one thing you can do to support your gut health is reduce your processed food intake. Like just don't eat things out of a package. If you need um, recommendations and things like that, get on our Facebook group, get on our Facebook page. Uh, I'm, we're always posting recipes and, and alternatives and, and tips and tools and things like that. And you can just pick them up there or reach out to us and set up a, a complimentary consultation. I'll actually put a link in the show notes to a complimentary consultation so you can ask us questions like that. Just get in touch so that you know what you can do to reduce processed foods in your diet. The other thing to uh, support your gut health is to increase whole foods and increase bioavailable nutrition. So. Um, you know, the, the whole foods are, are kind of, that's easy to, to think about, right? So apples and oranges and grapes and <laughs> grapefruit and, um, you know, things not in a package, things that grow in the ground and walk on the earth and swim in the ocean, right? Uh, then um, to have bioavailable nutrients, I'm going to get into this a little bit later in our conversation is, is another important thing because so many people are taking supplements and they're not actually doing the job that they think they are. Okay. I see this on lab. So, um, so we'll get into that a little bit deeper here in just a minute. Now, don't just think that simply going gluten-free is going to heal your gut. Okay. Will it help? Yes, it'll help. But, um, and I'll explain why here in just a second, but that's what a lot of people do. They're like, well, someone said I probably have a gluten intolerance. So I took gluten out, but nothing changed. Like I've seen, I've heard this number of times and, and it's because that's not the only thing 
just because you take gluten out doesn't mean one, there might not be another food sensitivity. Two, you're probably like this particular person I'm thinking about in this moment. She took gluten out, but she was drinking alcohol every night. She was eating a lot of foods out of a package. She would go to drive throughs even though she there was like Panera bread and Chick-fil-A, and she thought those were like healthier options. And it's not, it's not. It's not. And most people don't want to hear this. So you can take the gluten out, but if you're still putting toxins in your body, putting bad oils in your body, putting conventional foods with herbicides and pesticides and fungicides on them in your body, you're not going to resolve anything. All right. Now, I will say that gluten can increase zonulin and zonulin is a protein in your gut that that reduces tight junctions, okay? So the cells in the lining of your gut should be really tightly seated together. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I'm going to review it again. So the lining of your gut should be really like kind of sealed up because all the cells are so tightly woven together. Well, zonulin increases the space between the cells in the gut lining. So when those spaces open up, then the food that you're eating can can actually move back out of the intestines into the bloodstream where it doesn't belong and create an immune response. Now, you may not recognize this as a gut problem because it may not it may not affect your poo at all, right? And it may not give you heartburn, gas, or bloating. However, if there's an immune response going in, on in your bloodstream related to food that's leaked into the bloodstream, again, where it doesn't belong... <laughs> then there's going to be an immune reaction and that may cause a symptom. Fatigue, <laughs> headaches, joint pain, muscle pain, irritability. So many things can happen as a result of this uh, leaky gut, which is what it's called when the tight junctions spread apart, that um, people don't recognize that it's a gut dysfunction because they're, not, they're still pooing well. But all those things can be. And so, um, you know, when you eat gluten, zonulin goes up, your tight junctions get weak, and zonulin has been found to be involved in the pathogenesis of autoimmunity. So this is, I test for zonulin in, in my patients to know how we're, like, are we on the path to autoimmunity? Is there a, zon is there a high zonulin, zonulin count? And what can we do about that to bring it back down so that the tight junctions can close? And, um, you know, zonulin is there for a reason. Like it's really healthy if we eat something because zonulin responds to uh, bad bacteria. So let's just say you eat a food that like, you know, something that would give you food, food poisoning, but you don't know, right? You're just eating. And then all of a sudden this bacteria gets into your gut. Well, your zonulin is going to open up these tight junctions, pull the water and flush it out with diarrhea. Like that's why you have that or you might even vomit, but that's like the action of zonulin. And so it's, it's nice to have zonulin. As we, we, it's not that we don't want zonulin. We just want it responding in the appropriate way and not over responding because we're eating too much gluten or something like that, right? Okay. So, so improving fatigue. Number one, support your gut health. We've already talked about that. Um, the other thing that we can do is... Um, let me, let me just step back into that actually for just one second. So we talked about how getting off gluten can help because zonulin will go down and tight junctions will get tighter, right? That can help with leaky gut. But there's other things that can reduce the tight junctions 
in your, or open up the tight junctions in your intestinal lining. Okay. Herbicides, pesticides, genetically modified food, NSAIDs, things like, uh, you know, Tylenol and, um, Aleve and things like that also increase the space between the cells in the gut lining, which is increasing leaky gut. So, um, you know, eat organic, eat fresh food, grow your own if you can. That way, you know, no spray is getting on them. Uh, get off the pesticides, reduce your toxic load, you know, um, and then when you're taking supplements, let's just talk about this for a second. I said I'd come back to this. When you're taking supplements, you want to make sure that they're highly bioavailable and a very high quality. So, you know, you can buy supplements off of Amazon and you, you're just not guaranteed that what they say is in the bottle is in the bottle. Amazon even put out, uh, there was something on the internet that was like, Amazon warns that these supplements may not be what you think. They found out that a supplement that was sold on the Amazon site was not actually what it was said it was. And Amazon reached out to people and told them, you know, you you might not want to take that product because it's not what it is, what they said it was. And that's just one case, okay? Amazon's job isn't to figure this stuff out and to protect you. It's it has a different job. It's not it's not focused on protecting protecting the customer. It's just not. It's too big. So you got to protect yourself. And so number 1, don't buy your supplements off Amazon. Like that's or any third-party retailer. Go direct. Go direct to the company and buy from the company if you want to do that. Or buy from a practitioner. Like I only prescribe practitioner prescribed lines because they've been third party tested. Their uh, their potency is high. Their bioavailability is high. Like I know. Like I would never go to Costco and buy a supplement like that. I just would never do that. It's trash. Okay, it's just trash. And you could be putting toxins in your body that are making the problem worse. All right. For example, B vitamins, this is one example, B vitamins uh, are commonly extracted, like are made and processed with coal tar. Coal tar is not something I want to put in my body. All right. So, um, you know, is it a big deal? I don't know, but I'd much rather put something in my body that's not processed with coal tar, right? We have some other processes that are cleaner and healthier and less toxic. Yeah. Fish oils can go rancid. So if you're buying something that's sold in bulk at Costco and, and you know, you've had that bottle of fish oil in your cabinet for two years, you probably don't want to take it. Like, don't buy your stuff from Costco. Like, get, get high-quality, bioavailable supplementation so that you are feeding your body nutrition that it's actually absorbing and you're not giving it toxins that you don't even know exist in those products, all right? Uh, the FDA does not manage supplementation, which for me, I'm happy about that because if they did, it would be a hell on us <laughs> to try to sell supplements. And what you have to know is the FDA doesn't regulate supplements, so the industry can be shady. But if you're going to somebody who knows how to prescribe for you and who have has a handle on high quality supplementation and can access the, that for you, that's where the juice is at for sure. I actually uh, sent that out in an email this week. And um, if you, if you want to get a deeper dive into that conversation, just open that email. I will also put a link to um, register for the emails. I think, I think I actually have a recipes um, thing I can give you. That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll put a link to some healthy recipes if you're open to that. And, uh, you go in there and you'll, you'll, once you 
download, get into those recipes, like put your name and your email in. I will get you the recipes. You'll get those and you'll be dropped in to receive my emails. And then you can receive this, these deeper conversations that I'm talking about here. So the link will be in the show notes there. All right. So that was gut. Number two for improving fatigue. I told you there was going to be a lot in this one, but this, uh, number two is have good sleep hygiene. Have good sleep hygiene. If you don't know what that is, I want you to look it up. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure I have a, a show on glu- uh, good sleep hygiene. I just don't know which one it is. And I'm going to review a couple of sleep hacks that you can do. Um, but there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do to have good good sleep hygiene. And um, I'll make sure that I have a different show and link to that here if I can, uh, so that you have access to that as well. Um, but number one. Um, pay attention to your light. So light is a big one. We have the blue light from the computers that has a flicker rate that causes us to reduce our melatonin production. And so if we're using the computer into the night, uh, our melatonin production is going to be low. Therefore, we're not going to sleep very well. Most people are just popping melatonin to get to sleep, which I don't recommend doing. It's a hormone. You give your hormone, give your, give your body exogenous hormones, naturally it's going to stop producing its own. So you're going to have a harder time getting to sleep in the future. They do have blue blocking, blue light blocking glasses that you can wear while you're working on your computer, which is highly recommended. The other thing that we do is we have, uh, red light bulbs that we've put in around our house so that in the evening, the red lights come on and the blue lights go off. So that's very helpful. If you have um, light that comes into filters into your room, maybe your curtains don't fit your window or maybe they're not blackout curtains, go ahead and fix that up so that you have true darkness at night, especially if you live in a city and there's a lot of lights in your environment. Uh, this is a really good practice. Other light, uh, other light that can be coming into your environment are lamps, clocks, extension cords that have the little light on them, fire, uh, smoke detectors that have a little light on them. If you need those things in your environment at night, just put a little piece of electrical tape over it so you can block out the light. All right. Um, so light is really, really important. The other thing is keep it cool in your room, like 60 to 70 degrees, because whenever you're cool, you're going to sleep better. That's a pretty easier one. Have nighttime rituals that are, that become habits. So, Take a bath, read a book, stop your technology three or four hours before bed, you know, get yourself into meditate, chant, pray, get yourself into a ritual, write down your gratitudes, you know, get yourself into a nighttime ritual that's going to actually support you relaxing into sleep. And I'm going to, I'm going to, there's, like I said, there's so many things on the sleep hacks list that I I could review with you and I will in another show. But the last thing I want to talk about on this show is, um, is that you want to use your bed for sleep and sex only. Like that's it. Like I I used to have this habit of working in my bed because I love my view from my bed. Like I have the Rocky Mountains in the background. It's so beautiful, those snow-capped mountains every day. And I get to curl up and put my, you know, I don't have to make the bed and I get to curl up with my cat and have my cup of tea and put my computer on my lap and snuggle in and just work until the day's over. Like I can do that, but I was finding that my sleep was disrupted. And so I took that out because the, there, everything is energy. You've heard me say that before. Everything is energy. And so if you're energetically working on something, then that imprint 
is in your bed, right? And maybe maybe you were stressing out because the work wasn't going well. And now that imprint is in your bed, you know, and, and the electronics imprint is in your bed. So, you know, there's lots of things that could imprint in the space that could disrupt your sleep. So if you use it for sleep and sex only, guess what? Those are pleasurable, yummy, relaxing things. And at least they should be if they're not, let's talk. <laughs> and, um, and then when you go to bed, you'll know that, that, oh, you're, you're definitely going to be going to bed, right? Or having sex and, and it'll be easier to fall asleep. So, um, that's just a few things on sleep. Uh, definitely put some of those things into play. Again, just pick one or two things from each of these sections and work on them for yourself. And if you need support, we're here for you. But the third thing to do to improve your fatigue is to reduce your stress. Now, I know that seems like, duh, right? But it's said a lot, but nobody really knows what to do about it, right? Like, how are we going to stop COVID? We can't stop COVID. We still have to wear a mask everywhere we go. We still have to be environments where people are uh, nervous, right? Even though the vaccines are coming out now, which is great because it takes a, makes a lot of relief for people, but there's still this, it's in the air, you know, this, this level of heightened anxiety. I know um, my boyfriend, Roger, he was going to go get some ammunition last week because he is going to train, do some training, gun training, and there's no ammunition. Like he called all around and every, like there's no ammunition. Well, why is that? He's like, you know, he's totally like appalled by the situation. He said, I can't even believe that I've seen the day where there's no ammunition. Like it's been all bought up because there's heightened anxiety going on in our, in our country. And people are just like on edge and could break any second, right? And we're included in that because we're part of the society. So we have to do things that are within our own control to reduce our own stress. Now, one of the things, and people do not like to hear this, but one of the things that you can do is reduce your caffeine intake, reduce it or eliminate it. Now, for me, I'm an, I'm telling you, I'm just an addict. I love caffeine. I love stimulants. I love being up. And what I know is that if I do caffeine every day and too much caffeine, that I eventually get really tired and fatigued. Like it fatigues me out. It actually causes me to gain weight. I don't have to change my diet at all. It's just increase the caffeine and I start gaining weight. So, um, you know, caffeine is a stimulant and you can take, you can drink it in the morning and think that it wears off by the evening, but day after day, some people are more sensitive than, than others, right? And for me, day after day caffeine use will lead to sleeplessness, all right? So the other things you can do to reduce your stress is really, really sit with yourself and take a look at your job and your relationships. Is there something that needs to change? Is there a conversation that needs to be had? Is there some healing work um, or triggers that you need help with hire a professional and get some help. Go to therapy. Work with somebody who can work with your um, your nervous system and your energetic field. This is what I do with my patients because they get tripped up by things on an energetic level, and then it creates a physiological response, and then they have a symptom, and they come to me because of the symptom. But in order to relieve the symptom, we have to go back and change the charge around whatever it is, so that that charge no longer creates the symptom, right? So definitely look at how your job and your relationships are working or not working and do something about that. And other things to reduce your stress, yoga, listen to music, move your body, dance, 
exercise, walk, run, get a massage, paint, read, pick up an instrument and play an instrument. I have actually, um, I've started reading so much more this year. I like really have been voraciously reading. I've read, I don't know, eight or nine or 10 books since the beginning of the year. And that's huge for me. Like I've, I just lost my adeptness with reading at some point, and now it's coming back, which is really, really exciting because I'm learning that, oh, this is a way for me to disconnect from work, read a book, get my head in a different space, and it helps me like reset. And so that's been a lot of fun. And then I'm also, um, I'm a painter. I'm not currently painting anything, which I'm about ready to start painting something again. And then um, I am really enjoying my dance class and I've, I've moved my, I have a, um, a, a pole, a dance pole of a vertical pole that we moved into our entertainment room where I have a big TV. And now I'm taking pole classes online and putting the class on my big TV. So it feels like that I'm actually in the class. And so now I'm really inspired to move my body and to go in there and work on my pole and get my exercise that way. So that, um, you know, I feel, I feel sexy and beautiful and, and, competent actually uh, when I do that. So that's something I've employed recently in, in, in a new way. And then the other thing I'm, I've picked up recently is photography. So I actually have a real camera <laughs> and, uh, and I'm studying how to use it and what is, what, is, what are all the functions and, and I'm loving taking pictures of people and, um, you know, I have a dream of having a, a boudoir, uh, studio where people can come in and put on beautiful clothes and, and lace and, you know, lingerie or whatever makes them feel sexy and alive. And, and then I want to take pictures of them. Like that's my dream. So that's, that helps me relax. It helps me get excited. It helps me center. So whatever it is for you that turns you on, that sounds really exciting, like take a step back and notice like, am I overworking, especially entrepreneurs, my entrepreneurs out there way, way, way important to notice if you're overworking, because if you're overworking, then you're going to lose the joy in your life, right? And when we have joy, we don't have stress. So find whatever it is that turns you on. Find whatever it is that brings you joy. Find whatever it is that lights you up and brings you into your into the present and so that you're not chewing on the past, worrying about the future, trying to make something happen that's not happening, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, uh, trying to forgive, but it's not working. Like get out of the mindset. Just do something to do that and uh, get yourself into a place of relaxation and enjoy. So uh, again, I'm just going to stop there because I could keep going on, but that was already a lot of information that I've shared with you. And I, again, I want you to just pick one or two things that we've talked about today and then put it into play. And then maybe as you've written all those things down that we've talked about over the next, you know, next two, in two more weeks, put one or two more things into play. And then two weeks after that, put one or two more things into play. And then if you do that over the next three, six months, you're going to have habits in your life that are going to make a huge difference in how you feel and how present you are in, in your life as a general rule. So all right. All right, ladies, beauties, wonderful women out there. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, please share it with your friends, okay? We need to help our other wonderful light beings out there bring more of their beautiful light 
to work in our world. And that's how, and how we do that is lifting each other up. And so by you sharing this episode, you're lifting other people up. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll talk next time. Hey, I just want to give you a quick reminder. If you're looking to reduce your brain fog, fatigue, and uh, excess weight, <laughs> check out that link below for the Uplevel Your Health VIP program. Especially if you've been thinking about working with a functional health practitioner, but it's just a little bit too expensive, you're going to love this group coaching program. Like you're going to get my personal attention, you're going to get a personalized approach to your care. And you're going to get a community of women who are doing this with you are there for you supporting you cheering you on and holding you accountable, so that you can actually have lasting change in your well being strategy. All right, click the link below check out up level your health VIP program. And I look forward to seeing you there mama. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.